everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Beat, uh, with yours truly, Nick Bunger, along with Brendan Quinn. Brendan is back this week hey. from the road. How are we doing? I like the way you say The Beat. The Beat? The Beat? The Beat. You go a little, <laughs> you bring it up an octave. Uh, how are we doing? Good. From I'm the, great. Chris Burke almost took your chair and uh, never gave it up. I listened to it though, and I got a lot of did, got a lot of compliments. I thought you did a great job. Yeah. <laughs> much, you know, it's much. Yeah, it was really uh, jarring to listen to someone who had uh, actual information and insight yeah. <laughs> on the show, as opposed to wondering how the draft episode would have gone with you in the chair uh, or with us. I, I think you could have done without the rambling <laughs> idiot in the background, just. Right. Half paying attention, so uh, no, I thought it was great, and thank you mm-hmm. yeah. to uh, the great Chris Burke for for filling in, and uh, I hope people weren't too taken aback by not having an episode, uh, including my. I think we got by. My, my, <laughs> well, my, my endearing disposition <laughs> and lovely accent. So, but it is a busy time of year. You're gone quite a bit here. You will be anyway soon, um, as Big Ten tournament week starts this week, and then NCAA tournament the week after. Uh-huh. So it is college basketball front and center. Um, Do you miss ready it to roll. Uh, I mean, like, nah, no. I mean, yes and no. Yes and no. There's times, yes, but then there are other times. Like, I got to tell you, like when the first day of the tournament comes and I won't, I won't have to be at a site. That's gonna be pretty cool. I mean, I haven't gotten to sit and watch, right? Because you know, I mean, like, you can't watch anything when you're there like that. It's a shame you have this baby. You could have gone to Vegas and gotten. Uh, gotten into it a little bit. Had a good oh time. well, you know it's uh, legal gambling here starting Wednesday, I believe, Bingo. or Thursday. Bang. Wednesday or Thursday this week, just there in time go. for your Big Ten tournament bets here in Michigan. So you could just do it I'll here if you want. Action, you know? I mean, like, but no, that'll be different. I, I can't remember the last time I was able to do that. Maybe there was right. one year in there, but um, no, I mean I don't know. When was I the last to NCAA tournament you didn't? There was one cover. in there. Like, I didn't cover anything with the year that Michigan went to the Dayton. Right. Um, whatever the year that was. I don't think I did anything. That was 2000. Uh, and then the year before, uh, they didn't make it, right? There was two years was there where they didn't 16. Make... Yeah, and the year before, they just didn't make anything. 15, yeah, 15, they went 16 and 16. So probably those two years were the ones where I didn't okay. do anything, really. But I was... That was also Harbaugh time, like, that right when he got hired. So, like, everything was... Right. I don't know. I don't remember much about the day to day in those fairs because there was a Fair. lot going on. But other than that, I mean, it's pretty much been regular for the last like ten years or whatever. But those are, yeah, not having to be there or you get to watch games. I mean, like you don't get to watch games when you're at the right at the actual right. Thing. You really don't thing. have any time. That's the thing that people don't understand is when you're covering the tournament, you have no idea what's going on. No, they put the, the TVs the in there, but yeah, you you kind of emerge at the end of like every day. And be like, wait, who won? Yeah. Like, what is happening? And it's just uh, uh, fascinating. The last one that I did not work the postseason, so NIT or NCAA, would have been 2012. I was in Chattanooga. You didn't do anything the year that they Michigan didn't make it? Did you do Michigan State that year? I got moved to... Oh, you did Michigan I State. covered the Michigan State in the final That's four. right. Um... Yeah, jumped on board with uh, M. Griff. Yep, that's and, right. And uh, I guess Kyle Austin would have been doing Michigan State then, right? We were both. We're, right. This was M. Live days. Um, but yeah, 2012. I, so I was living in Chattanooga. The mocks did not make. No, did make it. Season. I don't think the balls <laughs> did either. Um, and the second the bracket came out, and I realized I wasn't working. The, the boys from back home. 
Did you guys get a little, <laughs> get the band back together? <laughs> we decided we met in Savannah for St. Patrick's oh. Day weekend. Oh, God. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I mean, if anyone's been to Savannah before, you know why I said, because that's a outrageous party town, yeah, outrageous for sure. Outrageous scene for St. Patrick's Day. So it I was bet. like Man, alive. nine or 12, somewhere in that. Very Probably pretty fun. Oh, my God. Yeah. Outrageous. And the only thing I remember from that trip was at a bar, and it was uh, Norfolk State, Missouri. I don't remember this game. Kyle O'Quinn. Oh, that sounds somewhat familiar. So it was Kyle O'Quinn on St. Patrick's Day weekend. We're all down there. Yeah, okay. and I'm like, he's my cousin, you know, yeah. and all that. And just everyone <laughs> losing our, our shit. And uh, it was a year. I think Duke might have gotten upset, too, that year. Uh, huge party. Great mm-hmm. time. Great time. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> that was the first year I covered Michigan, I guess, in that tournament, because that would have been the year that uh, Michigan lost to Ohio in the oh, first sure. round. Sure, sure, sure. As co-big or tri-Big Ten champions. So anyway, today, with tournament time coming up here, and the Big Ten tournament starting officially, we figured we'd take some time to do some tournament memory lanes, maybe some John Beeline era Michigan stuff, maybe some Michigan State stuff. We, let's start with the big with conference tournaments. How about that? Okay. What, what's your first? Uh, I mean, your first memory of covering a conference tournament or your best one doesn't have to be Big Ten, and then maybe uh, maybe we'll get into Big Ten here in a second. But all right, your first conference tournament memory because I think those are things that a lot of people who've only followed Power Five basketball for a long time sure have no idea what these things are, and they're yeah. probably better than the actual NCAA tournament. In some ways. Yeah. I've always they're thought. They're insane. Cause they're every, totally insane. And everyone knows each other. It's very incestuous. I'm talking yeah. like tiny league, right? The small, oh, the, yeah. no, the small yes. leagues are amazing. Yes, the amazing. small leagues. Not the automatic bid league. Oh, I mean, like, going back and covering, like, yeah. old A-10 tournaments and stuff like that. Like, the A-10 tournament at Boardwalk Hall was just ridiculous. Right. There's nobody there. And right. And so to set the scene for these, every coach at this tournament is coaching for his career. Yes. Not just his current season, but unless you're a guy who's like, okay, I'm just an established guy who's been here forever, I'm not leaving. Right. Like, unless you're like Phil Martelli at a tournament like that. Right. You're coaching for your career. You're coaching for a chance to get into the NCAA tournament and have someone know, notice who you are to get you a job and move on. So, go ahead. I mean, well, here's the thing. I, I wish that I could have gone back and do these things over again. I do, too. I, I really do. At the time, Part of me wants to just, like, go back and only cover thousand percent. Yeah, it right. beat the shit. <laughs> in my mind at the time, it was the biggest thing in the world. Oh, big time. You know, here, yeah. it's going in. It's a... it's a Such a big deal. Conference tournament feel, and you're yeah. trying to organize your day, and it's just totally it's like overwhelming. You know, there's four <laughs> games, your head's spinning. Um, the women's tournament's going on in the same gym sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean to, in the same. To go yeah. back now and like do it all over again. Like it's one of those you know I wish what I knew. Now oh sure, yeah. like, my God. To be able to go back oh, now would have been just amazing. Yeah, right. um, but yeah, I mean you're right with the coaches just living and dying on it, just thinking that you know one last ditch and I can get a better job in yeah this three is days. It. Yeah, um, three days, right? Yeah, yeah. in exactly. a week or two. It's really That's what it boils it. down to. Yeah, um, I don't have too many memories. Well, here's the thing. When I was covering, uh, like, the A-10 and stuff, it was in AC. Mm-hmm. And I was just young. Yeah. And that's just a bad combination. <laughs> oh, right. So you just don't remember <laughs> so what happened. Yeah, right. like three hours so sleep a night. through it. Yeah. Just barreling through, and it's show up at noon. Be like, all right, Rhode Island, Duquesne, right. let's do this yeah. thing. And, uh, yeah, those were those were good times. I mean, do you have a specific I'll just, Sun Belt y- memory? Yes, I have a couple. Like, number one would be... 
like I'll never forget the pressure on the coaches' faces, mm-hmm. like the whole week. Yeah, like that's the thing that always stands out to me, even now. Like the first, I remember the first Big Ten tournament I covered, for instance. I was like, "What is this? This is like, yeah. this is like an exhibition." I mean, compared to these things, and then even sometimes in the NCAA tournament, when you when you're when you're covering a higher seed against a lower seed, totally. the mood is so different because you've made it. This is one where everyone walks into this like the first Sun Belt tournament I ever covered when I was doing the Sun Belt was in a. Basically, a convention center mm-hmm. wasn't even in a gym. It wasn't in an arena. It was in this like random weird thing. The first game was in some like one of those like giant convention rooms yeah. where like the circus is held. Yeah, right. Right, where they put a court there's, down. There's that hint of elephant shit. Just yeah, and so the these guys room. they come in and these coaches are just and a lot of them are some of them are older and so, so what you have was like I remember John Brady was coaching at Arkansas State at the time. So you remember right. John Brady, the LSU? LSU coach. Yeah, sure. So you get guys like John Brady who are on their like last chance almost. Like they, they had their big job, right. they took a ride, it didn't work. Now they're trying one more time to get back into the you know, Mike Jarvis was at Florida Atlantic. Sure. Isaiah Thomas was at Florida International for a minute. The Isaiah Thomas. Right. Like the Pistons. Um <laughs> so all these crazy coaches, and then you have a lot of young guys. Who are like trying to, you know, like you said, get that next job in three weeks. Right. And I just, I'll never forget the pressure on their faces um, after the games. Just like if they won, just like, I mean, they're just like about to fall out of their chair because they're exhausted and like dead and terrified of whatever's going to come next. And, you know, with that, there was one game I remember in the convention center where Arkansas State's playing whoever, because I, I remember it was John Brady. And it's, like, two minutes to go, and it's, like, a one-point game, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, I think Arkansas State, you know, they had, like, a 25-win season, like, a really good year, right? And it's, like, it, all of it means nothing if you don't <laughs> win here. And right. it's down to the last, like, minute and a half or whatever it is. It's getting down to it. And, like, something happened, and he got – and he lost it. You know, he something – ref missed a call or something, oh, no. whatever, or a ball goes off some guy or whatever. Right. And he blows a stack. And, and all I remember seeing is the play's, like, live, and it's happening live – and he is basically, he just, uh, the thing that happened recently where Juwan Howard went out on the court and, yeah. like, he was on the court, like, in the middle of the game, like, screaming, timeout, that refs are just like, we can't, everything was this, like, an inch away from just getting completely off the rails. And it was just this constant, every game felt like that. There was something that would happen where a coach would basically be on the verge of throwing, like, a chair yeah. onto the court because they were like, you are, ru- this is my life. Um, you know, this is it. Like, this is my life. And that was that was stuff that I it was it wasn't the players it was the coaches that always sort of that I remember the most from those moments right where it was just like yeah this is nuts like you guys this really is everything because I remember watching Western Kentucky beat Drake on at a, at the buzzer the one year in the NCAA tournament um, Tampa be in Tampa and Darren Horn was the coach of Western yep. Kentucky and like two yep. weeks later he was at South Carolina yep. that was his and, and that was Darren Horn's best team right he'd been there four years. That was his best team. He had Courtney Lee, who was a senior, who was going to be an NBA draft pick. Yeah. He had to do it. Like, he had to go. They won, like, 27 games or whatever that year. Right. Won the league in the regular season. They were not getting in, probably, without winning that conference tournament. Right. I think they may – I think they did end up winning it. It would have been close. They may have – that may have been one of the years where it was a two-bid league. But, you know, okay. you know what I mean? The sure. pressure yeah, right. there is right. you're just a bum if you can't make it there and you get out. Yeah. And so it was I'll, – I'll never forget those – Moments of the whole season Shit. just doesn't matter if this whole thing goes wrong one day. We might have crossed paths there. I wasn't in Tampa. I remember you watching. Were not it. No, no, no. Uh, Somebody else was there before us, but I because, was home. So here's here's like my Saint Pete. I think it might have been like early March 
memory of yeah. cover. Now, this is the tournament, but um, I was at this paper that was called The Bulletin in Philadelphia. Yeah. It was the reincarnation Famous bulletin. of what was the <laughs> Evening Bulletin, which was a great, wonderful paper that my father and grandfather and yeah. generations grew up reading. Well, after that folded 15 or so years later... Yeah. Some guy, Tom Rice, decided it was a good idea to reincarnate this yeah. paper as a conservative-leaning Philadelphia paper that yeah. ran Monday through Friday. So that was a thing. And I, w- I covered sports yeah. for the bulletin. Uh, Somebody's <laughs> got to do it. <laughs> it was amazing. So I did a lot of preps, but my main thing was college hoops. But lo and behold, this one year... Uh, Temple, Villanova, yeah. St. Joe's, all get NCAA bids. Yeah. Now this paper has zero money. Right. Zero. Yeah. Like our circulation had a. I can't. You they and, said it, it was, was you in your house. They said it was twenty. <laughs> there is no goddamn way that twenty thousand people were getting this paper delivered. Right. No way. It had to have been like five. They were getting shoved in their mailbox without yeah, their consent. Like, way like, out please, I'll take it. I don't no. want this, but I'll take it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> right. right. So <laughs> this was the paper. Uh, and so I have a meeting with the publisher who was also the editor who also knew nothing. Also delivered the papers. All, yeah, also <laughs> right. owned it. Knew nothing. Yeah. Hence why he started a conservative yeah. paper in Philadelphia. Um, so uh, he's like, okay, we have this very limited budget to send yeah. you somewhere. Which team do you think has the best chance of making a run? And you were like, St. Joe's? Well, no, 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 no. I wasn't. No, I did not. You were I, professional? I went, I went with my professional opinion. Villanova, and right? And I took Temple. Oh, Temple, okay. Which was playing Michigan State in Denver. Oh, okay. And this... You just wanted to go to Denver, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, no more reason. Um, man, I'm trying to think of what... You, this is like 2009... Temple, so, Michigan State? Yeah, I don't know that one. Our double, Michigan State listeners might know this. that one better. Mm-mm-mm. We're going to fact Was it one of their Final Four teams? Or, so, uh, hell no. Temple's never final been in the Final Four. No, no, no. One of Michigan State's Final oh, Four. Oh, no. It was 2008. Sorry. Oh, okay. So 2008, um, Michigan State in the first round. This was Raymar Morgan, Kalen Lucas. Okay. They ended up losing to Memphis in the Sweet 16. There you go. So, I say Temple, I think... They have a good shot of knocking off Michigan State, yeah. making a run at it, right? It's Thursday. I think, if I remember correctly, it was like a noon Thursday game. So it's yeah. like the first game of the thing. Two oh, hours right later, away. they're yeah. out. Right. <laughs> Jeez. So it's over. Yeah. They're done. Yeah. They're done. I, so it, the editor calls me. Again, this guy. No, yeah. like He's putting shit on his personal credit card. He calls Jeez. me up. He goes... Oh, yeah, it's a tough break with Temple. Yeah. yeah, man, I don't actually know what I'm talking about. Spoiler. Was, all right. Of the other, hey, bro, they lost by 40. What happened out there? Right. Of the other two, which do you think has a chance to make oh, a run? Oh, baby, okay. St. Joe's was playing Oklahoma with all Blake right. Griffin. Yep, so that's out. Yeah, right. You would have thought. Yeah. And, uh, and Villanova was playing... Or Villanova might... I wish I had. I wish I had looked up these dates. Um, 2008 tournament. Yeah, Villanova was playing Robert Morris. Would this have been like Scotty Reynolds? Villanova? Oh, that's the thing. Okay, so so Villanova already lost to uh, or, or played on Thursday, the same day as Temple. 
So okay. St. Joe's is playing Friday. I said I think St. Joe's has a chance to beat Oklahoma and make a run. Okay. So he goes, all right. Let's, <laughs> you're in. You're in. Let's, let's get you yeah, right. to where did they play that game? Birmingham. From okay. Denver to Birmingham. Yeah. For a one day, like that night. Right. How do we get you from Denver to Bur- I end up taking a flight with like the commissioner of a conference, basically. Yeah. It was like a $900 flight. <laughs> so you bankrupt <laughs> the Philadelphia Bulletin. St. Joe's loses mm-hmm. immediately to Oklahoma. God. So you're already, are you going to Tampa? Calls now? me back. Says, let's get you to Tampa. <laughs> this guy's just trying to break the break the newspaper. I get to Tampa the next day, and uh, Villanova loses to St. Mary's. So I covered three games, okay. three days, three time zones, yeah. all losses, and came home and was uh, I was like, I want to do this for the rest of my life. <laughs> That's how it all started. This is the best shit ever. So. I guess I yeah. will say this, though. I like the, When you're covering those and you're young and you're doing the whole season and the season means so much and every mm-hmm. game you're told to b- believe that it's such a big deal and everything. And then you get to the postseason and then it just ends like that. And you're like, okay, well now what? <laughs> you're right. just like, everything's over. Like, goodbye. Have a good time. Like, you're stranded here or whatever. Like, if it's the first game, whatever, you know, that whole thing. Uh, I remember those things happening. Um, I remember what it's like to cover teams that couldn't get in, that just getting in was a huge deal. And to me, like that's that's college basketball, the yep. college basketball that I think I probably, if I'm honest, I enjoy that more in some ways. I guess, though, you know, Michigan's had some teams that were super, super good, you know, mm-hmm. really, really good. So if you're covering teams that are really, really good, that's a different deal. But if you're covering a Power 5, 7 seed, yeah, you know, to me that – can be a little like, eh, what are we doing here? You know, like that's the yeah. pressure just isn't the same. Um, but those are, you know, I'm I'm glad, I'm forever glad that I was able to cover important or a school that took it serious, right? In a small league, because without that, if you've never done that, I don't know if you quite have the appreciation for what the NCAA tournament means, right? To those schools and to those coaches, because again, like I always go back to Darren Horn, yeah, and I don't, you know, Dar- I was. That was I didn't know Darren Horn. That was like I didn't cover them full time. He was only there one year. We didn't cross paths. Somebody else was covering him. The next year I started doing it after he left. Maybe it was a year after that. I can't remember. Either way, so he's sitting there one day, you know, making one hundred and fifty thousand dollars or whatever it is as the head coach, and he's got two two and a half million on the line. Basically, that's what it is. Like this shot goes in or misses is the difference between possibly you know three million bucks a year or. Maybe you're on the outs at your current yeah. job, yeah, and that yeah. was what you know. Very real. There were fans where he was at Western Kentucky. They were like, "We're getting tired of this, man. You've been yeah, here yeah, four yeah. or five years, and you haven't made it. And you've had this is your best team. You guys are really, really good. You should make it." You know, they they hit that buzzer beater and they go to the Sweet Sixteen, and three weeks later, he's got thirteen million dollars guaranteed in his bank account, yep. or whatever it was. Yep. And that's the stuff right there. That was the first time it hit me. I was like, "Whoa, geez! Like these. This is it. This is their whole life mm-hmm. on the line. Life changing money for one basketball game." Yes. I can't. When when that is finally presented to you, and you see that live for the first time, that is a, in front of, like you said, nine people in the stands. Yeah. You know, most of which have no idea what's at stake here, and it's just life and death on the line. I mean, those are those are the moments that um, that I probably that stick with me more than anything else. I mean, people ask us all the time, "What's your favorite NCAA tournament game or whatever?" Most of them for mine are those like those Sun Belt tournaments where it was just like, "This is this is it." Like you know, this is the whole shot. So. But we also have covered other ones as well, Big Ten yeah. and, and so on and so forth. By the so, way, I messed up the very end. Yeah. Because it was 2008. I saw. I actually did cover a win, at least. 
Yeah, because they beat Clemson in Tampa, I think, or whatever. No, maybe it was Siena. That's what it was. Siena, and then went to Kansas. I think the game was here. Yeah, they lost in Detroit. Yeah, to Kansas. Yeah, they just got crushed. Villanova did. Then I went home. Right. Okay. Uh, And then the next year was one of the best games I ever covered. That was 2009 when Scotty Reynolds hit that teardrop. Okay. Over Pitt versus Levance Fields, maybe that was the big. That sounds right. Probably in that era, anyway. (laughs) That sounds sort of right. (laughs) Yeah. It's hard to get him and Khalid Alamine yeah. uh, mixed up a little so, bit. So, Big Ten Tournament. Um, your first Big Ten, my first Big Ten Tournament was 2012 here. Michigan beat uh, Minnesota in like overtime and then got just absolutely hammered by Ohio State mm-hmm. the next day. Jared Sullinger and those guys. And I think Michigan State may have won the thing that year. I'm always impressed that you can even attempt to yeah. remember this off the top of your The head. next year, you still weren't there yet. The next no. year, 2013, Michigan got... They almost lost to Penn State. They got behind like 13 nothing to Penn State. Mm-hmm. And that was the Final Four team they had. And then ended up winning that game. And then got trucked by Wisconsin uh, in one of the classic Bull Ryan teams. Michigan State... I can't remember what Michigan... Michigan State also, I think, lost... Early in that one. I think everybody was out early in that one. Yeah. And then the next year was your first year, 14. That was the Stauskas yeah. season. And the um, year they played in the final. That was the year that first time they ever played each other in the championship game. Right. So let's go back to that one then. You got any memories of that one? I remember that was our first year. Mm-hmm. I didn't go to the Big Ten tournament that year. You didn't? I don't think so. I don't. Yeah, I was did. not at the final. No. I was not at that game. Wasn't that the year you and I went to that corner bourbon? No, that was in the NCAA tournament later on. But I'm talking Big Ten that year when they played each other in the final for the first time, Michigan-Michigan State. No recollection. You don't remember that game at all? No. (laughs) The season where... um, Uh, But Michigan State just just smoked them, didn't they? Michigan beat them twice in the regular season and then they got healthy. Yeah. Yeah, because that was the year... Yeah, that was the year that we were all convinced that they were going to play each other in the championship game of the right. NCA tournament. And they, they almost and they got probably the final four. should have. They almost got the final four together. Right, and they probably sh- they were right. probably the two best teams in the field. Yeah, that's when other than Kentucky. That's when we were in Indianapolis. I guess for the game against Kentucky. Yeah, and the Michigan State beat was in I think New York for the game against yeah. UConn, and also everyone I was, involved was dreading yeah. the fact that these two might actually play in the right. final four, and the world was going to. And right, I, I remember waking up that day being like, well, this is going to be a lot of work. This is going to be a real pain in the ass <laughs> because they're yes. both going to go. And at that point, I was pretty well convinced they were not only were they both going to go, they were on opposite sides. I thought they were going to meet each other in the championship game. Yeah. And that was a very, I mean, the Final Four that year was. Because Michigan State squeaked by Virginia yes. in Sweet 16. And I was like, all right, well, they're going. Yes. Because they got past that and game. And Michigan State was one. And UConn was shit. So Michigan won the, won the league that year by like three games. Yes. They were 15 And that was a good year for the league. They were good, mm-hmm. that was a good, uh, they were good teams in the year, in the league that year. Michigan State had, uh, what, Keith Appling and Brandon Dawson. And those guys had gotten dinged up during the season. And then they got themselves back right again. And then they took off. And you thought, okay, well, they're. You know, I think at one point that season they may have been number one in the country early mm-hmm. in the year, um, and that continued. And I remember it was like Wisconsin, and it wasn't the great Wisconsin team. It was like the coming up Wisconsin team. They weren't as good as Michigan, Michigan State, and UConn, who was just so like I don't know what happened there. Bullshit. Yeah. Kentucky, who had a ton of talent but like was under the radar a little bit, like it's they were a low seed, like an eight seed. 
and the four, Florida, one seed Florida, which was just horribly overrated and overblown mm-hmm. and not very good. And the uh, fun fact of yeah. that whole run was old Phil Martelli over there. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, they had the game. They were up on Kentucky. That's right. Oh, sorry, were, on UConn. They were playing UConn, right? They were up like second round four, or something. First round. First round. First round. I remember that's right. They blew it. They were up like four in the yeah. last minute and lost the game. And it would have set up a second round game, St. Joe's Villanova. Yeah. In oh, the NCAA tournament, which would have, I mean, I would have, I would have probably left. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> I got. I gotta be somewhere else. Sorry, guys. Um, yeah. And you know who who knows how uh, how much different things could have been. I mean that. You take Connecticut out, that Michigan State team's yeah. probably yeah. going to the Final Four. Yeah, I mean, that, that was... Because that was just such a fluky thing. It was like Shabazz Napier going nuts yeah. and, you know, uh, whatever. I mean, like, and it was a... I don't know. It was a the most random what just happened here type thing. Because, I mean, it was just... I didn't even give it a second thought. Right. You know, Michigan State's winning this game. That's yep. that's a terrible matchup for UConn. Um, even if it is in the Garden, they're going to have a lot of fans there everything else. But it was still... Yeah. One of those where I thought for sure that was going to happen. It didn't. And we remember we were talking at the time even, like, I don't know if this would have ended up going on, but Mitch McGarry dressed for that game, that's that Kentucky game, right. and that's why he got tested. Look at the box score. By the NCAA? This, this the St. Joe's-UConn game. Look at that box. Look, 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 look at the graph the, up look there. At, look at the minutes from St. Joe's. The minutes. <laughs> so all the starters played the entire game the, and overtime. Five starters <laughs> all played over 40 minutes. <laughs> Phil! Shit, I could have coached that. He man. went to the wall God with, damn. with who brought him for sure. Jeez, <laughs> oh, his bench in an overtime game played nine minutes. Yeah. <laughs> God, because I don't think I watched this game. Was the yeah. fourteen Michigan team? What's the best Michigan team you've covered? Would you say talent wise, yeah. probably the fourteen team? Yeah, um, it was the best. Offense that he had, I think, when it was all shake, all said and done, right? I don't know if anybody topped that in later era. Like I think that Walton's last team, yeah. I know it, it did not. Um, the, the the team that made the surprise run to the Final Four may have gotten close, right? But I don't think it topped it. I think, and I know, and I know that the fourteen team had a better or more efficient offense. I think they were number one in offense, maybe both years, thirteen, fourteen. But I think Close the 14 team was better offensively when it was all... And they didn't have Mitch. They didn't have Mitch. That's um, the crazy Like, if they'd had Mitch... Yeah. Like, that team was... That team probably... I don't know. I don't want to break anyone's heart here, but, like, that team probably should have won the national title. <laughs> That's like, probably. I mean, I mean, to be quite honest, that was... I always look back at it as that was the team, I think, that had the easiest... Way to do, and they were the best. It's t- you know I mean, what I mean? Like you, the balance the thing, of both, yeah. like the easiest road and the best team. So here's the thing: like when you think about the 18 team, though, well, they were never beaten Villanova. I mean, no, no chance. And the path that they took, Montana, Houston, was like A&M, the Florida lowest State, resistance Loyola, path ever. Yeah, right. It's it like was the the definition of my theory that like if you just get to the tournament every year, you're gonna get there. You're gonna get, like, yeah. It's gonna happen. Right. right? Um, or you, or you get to the elite eight and see what happens. You know, like you'll, you know, with sure. a shot on the line. Um, but that, uh, like that eighteen team, even with like what you see Duncan Robinson doing in the pros right now, and Mo Wagner, you know, being a legit pro. Yeah, not even close. But even still, no. I mean, that that fourteen team was just stacked. Yes. Um, 
And I, and I wasn't here for 13, right? So I didn't see Trey. Yeah, I mean, he was special. They, they were they were probably better um, in, the ter- in terms of, but not everyone had reached their maximum capability yet. Right. So that team technically had Karis LeVert on it, right. but Karis barely played. Whereas the next year he became, and Karis is probably the best player of that whole group. I mean, mm-hmm. if we're honest, if we look at it today. I don't see anyone else scoring 50 Michigan's, in Michigan's two, no, no. I mean, if you had to rank it, yeah. if you go back and look at Michigan's 2013 all the team, all the pros that were on it, Karras would be number one. Sure. Tim Hardaway would be number two. And then, I mean, in terms of longevity, it might be like Glenn Robinson yeah. would maybe be three, and then maybe Burke, and then Stauskas, and then Mitch. And I think that was all the NBA guys they had on that team, which is like six, right. I want to say. Which is a ton, <laughs> right? Yeah. But it's like, but but you can yeah. see my point, right? Where McGarry hadn't, he only had it for like six games, seven games right. that he really blew up. Karras didn't really play at all. Um, they were going to redshirt him. He barely, he played a, a some in the NCAA tournament, like mm-hmm. some in the Final Four, but not much. He was like what what a Gabe Brown type role would have been like last right. year. For I mean, but State. they were just completely different team. You know, that team just would just yeah. could just outrun you and outscore you. The yeah, eighteen team. No, defensively, they, it had to go, was yeah. way better than the right. thirteen or fourteen. Oh, by far, you know, it wasn't you close. Put, they didn't guard. You put Charles Matthews. The thirteen and fourteen right. team, they didn't bother. It you wasn't. Put, you put Charles Matthews. Wasn't a thing. You know, young Xavier Simpson, all full of piss and vinegar, yeah. and John Teske out there. It was a pretty good defensive yeah. team at times. So I don't even know how many minutes Teske played. He didn't play that much. He probably played like third. But um, point remains, you know, yeah. that, that team actually had a totally different identity. Than the other one. Yeah, they changed. Like, Muhammad after, Ali Abdul Rahman yeah. was like, that team goes nowhere without him. Right. He wouldn't have even, what would his minutes have even been on one of the others? He wouldn't have played. Teams. He wouldn't exactly. have been on the team. They exactly. wouldn't have signed him. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, the only reason he was exactly. on the team is because all those guys went pro early exactly. and left. And that's and they had to change their makeup and everything else and, and change the way they operated. But 14 was the first one. We got any good Dayton stories of the year that you had to go to Dayton and Brooklyn? Well, the year of Dayton was the year not to go back to the conference tournament. Okay. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. None right. of these memories are, yeah. like, of great games right. and great performances. Yeah. It's all just... Yeah. <laughs> kind of what nonsense on the road. Nonsense there. Yeah, on the right. road, yeah. So, I don't think I've ever told this story on a pod or anything, but the... Is that 15? That would have been 15-16. 15-16. So, the team's just clinging. To life, trying to get in yeah. the tournament. Um, Beeline's pretty much at his end. I think everyone was at their end at, at that year. It's like, man, this yeah. team, even if they make it, they're not going anywhere. What's the point? Yeah. Um, but we go down to, was that in Chicago or Indy? I think it was in Indy. I think it was Indy. So uh, as we get down there, I start, I get a little... A little toothache, and then I just start getting what is the closest thing to a migraine I think I've ever imagined. Yeah. And so you're just dying. <laughs> it just starts setting in and getting worse and getting worse Indeed, and getting yeah, worse, Indeed. right? And I'm like, all right, I, I can't. I can't do this, but I also can't. I'm not going to go to an urgent care here. They're going to lose, and I'm going yeah. home, and I'll go see a real doctor, whatever. Right. So... They beat Northwestern and just one of the most trash games that I've ever seen. Yeah. And it's just, okay, whatever. I've got another day. That night, I don't sleep. At all. I'm sharing a room with Kyle Austin. <laughs> like, we go out for, like, steak dinners, right, in Indy, everyone, yeah. as a group. I leave dinner early. Yeah. Like, haven't even had a drink, which has never happened. <laughs> I go home by myself. I just sit in my hotel room. Kyle comes home, goes to bed, and I just sit there in my bed. And then, like, 
turn the light on at 7.30 and walk over to the arena. <laughs> um, so I'm just done. Big play. I think it was a noon tip versus Indiana. It was early day, yeah. Uh, this is Michigan's football, Yogi, yeah. Thomas Bryant, OG. Yeah. Like They were the one seed. They won Indiana the league. Indiana team that should have beat the yeah. piss out of that Michigan they, team. They won the league. They were the one seed. Yes. Yeah. And Michigan comes, pull, puts this game together. <laughs> I, first of all, so I'm dying. Yeah, right. <laughs> My seat is in front of the Indiana pep band. Yeah. Directly in front of it. Yeah, right. So the band the, is the blasting there. in yeah. my ear. I, I'm crying, sitting next to Chris Ballas, who's like, are you okay, man? And uh, I'm like, no. And uh, game goes on. It gets late. Gets into um, closing minutes. And listen, folks, like, I'm impartial. Yeah, but it's like, I got to go home. I, ha- I needed <laughs> need Indiana to get the job I done I needed there. to go home. Yeah, right. And I really just needed Indiana just to just end this game so I could write a story and get back and instead broken play was it Derek who threw the pass Mm -hmm. he said he regretted it it the minute left his hands (laughs) didn't even know it was Cam Chapman it's right in front of me there's a video somewhere he hits a blind shot and all you see is my head just drop like it's pandemonium around me everyone's freaking out and my head just collapses on my laptop because I had another day in Indianapolis <laughs> and uh, I don't even remember the next 24 hours after that yeah but, uh, just a disaster that was actually at the time when um, Michigan had a football coaches clinic in Ann Arbor <laughs> at the exact same time and it was the only time they've done this I think it was Jim John and Jack Harbaugh were running it wow. and Tom Crean was coaching Indiana against Michigan that day and uh, they all watched it together like privately cheering for Indiana. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, afterward, it was asked, "Who'd you who'd you guys want to win?" And Jim, Jim Harbaugh was like, I, "Guys, Indiana." He's like, "It's my brother-in-law." I'm sorry, <laughs> like or whatever. I'll never forget it. And he was like, "What do you want me to say?" Uh, you know. And I was like, "You know what? Fair enough." Because it's like it's your family, you know. So it's, respect. It, it was this like ridiculous situation that he found himself in because that might have been the same year. No, it wasn't either. Like, it might have been that next year, maybe. Crean was still there, and, like, he went into the Indiana locker room. Yes. At halftime, and, and, and folks were making a deal of that. And it was just like, and he was like, maybe that was the same year. And he was like, look, he's like, it's my brother-in-law. Like, yeah. I've known this guy for, yeah. he's like one of my best friends. Like, what am I supposed to do here, you know? <laughs> and Jack Harbaugh, I think, was, like, the same way. He was like, yeah, we're rooting for Tom Crean. That's what we wanted. But he's like, but it's cool that Michigan won, too. Right. But I'll never forget that, because they were just like, Whatever. <laughs> we watched it together, and we're rooting for him, and here we are in Chrysler. They watched it in a Chrysler right. locker room. Right. Um, and that's when we talked. So that's why I remember that was that, oh, that year. Yeah. That's a good stuff. Yeah, and then, of course, that year went to Dayton. It was just yeah, they had the play-in game against uh, what, Tulsa? Tulsa. Was it? Frank Haith and Tulsa. God almighty. I remember watching that one on TV being like, what is this? What are we watching show. here? Shit this show. is a horrible game. <laughs> Total shit. And shit. then they lost to uh, Notre Dame. Was that the same year Michigan State lost to Middle Tennessee in the first round? Yes, it was. Because everybody was done. I remember watching that game. You remember watching that game? You, I mean, you I was, at that I was already told that, like, okay, when Michigan when they, loses. They were, they were two seed? Yeah, the, yeah, the top yeah. two seed, right? I mean, yeah. they were bad. That team was bad. Really good. Should have been a one seed, probably, yeah. Um, I was already told, when look, when Michigan loses to Notre Dame, you get back to Ann Arbor, whatever, you get teeth ripped out of your head yeah. or whatever needs to happen because yeah. you're probably going to be covering the Final Four helping out coverage. Yeah. And, yeah, Middle Tennessee, unbelievably. 
I watched most of that game because I, I think I, I was at game in a hotel in New York. I think it was at the football building for spring practice or something, and they had it on that giant screen in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was early, and it was like fifteen to five, and you're like, "Oh, this probably turn by the time I get home, it'll probably turn around." And I remember I got home later and turned it on, and it was like, "Oh, um, Middle Tennessee is up like nine with like five minutes to go." Mm-hmm. And you're like, what? And they ended up like blowing them out. They ran them off the court. Mm-hmm. It was just whole, I mean, yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. So there you go. They ran away from them anyway. It wasn't and, a buzzer MTA, beater. Like when Michigan State was trying to make a comeback, MTSU scored 26 points in the last 10 minutes of that game. And those are the games too that stick with you, where you're just like, this is not your day, man. Like you're right. not doing this. Right. Where it's just, and those are the fun ones too. I've I've seen a few of those over the years. The well, I mean, one in particular would be that um, you know we got asked earlier today about your the best NCAA tournament game you ever covered. Right. And for me, the most memorable one was probably the one where Burke hits the buzzer beater against Kansas, although that wasn't the best game because that featured, a, I mean, Michigan was just, just got destroyed for 37 minutes and then mm-hmm. decided to change it. But it was one of those where somebody goes completely insane for four minutes and everyone's season is affected by it because of that, right? Where it's right. like Trey Burke all of a sudden decides... After, like, not scoring for, I don't think he scored in the first half of that game, if memory serves, like, at all. He missed every shot he took. He was a mess. And then over the last, like, seven minutes of the game, I mean, he lost it and just went, and it was like, well, Kansas, I'm sorry, but this is over. You're just not doing this. Right. You know, and and those are the moments, too, that always stand out over the years where Luke Hancock in the championship game the year, that same year. Um, Marcus Lee, the Kentucky kid that year against Michigan, that great game. Blocking um, shots all over the place. Seven or eight tip-back yeah. dunks. Yeah. You know, they just yeah. couldn't do anything yeah. with the guy. Yeah. And it was like, you're just not winning this game. It was game, like barely you know? on the scouting report before. No, he, he never played. Was he was like a him. former yeah. five-star recruit who never played, and somebody got hurt. Right, and you're like, of course Calipari yeah. has this dude. Yeah, because they had like eight, seven-footers on the team right. and all this. And, you know, guys like that and, and games like that and, you know, some of those moments where you watch and you're just, I don't know. There's a lot of them. They all sort of blend together over the years. Um... You, of course, covered the uh, plane crash team with the uh, Big Ten yeah. tournament in the in the gym shorts. Yeah. Um, so I flew out that same day, yeah. earlier that day, like a couple hours before they took off. And it was not good. We went off and it was... Windy day, yeah, I remember that. The thing jerked a mm-hmm. few times and everyone's kind of those like nervous laughs, you know, where you look at each other. Yeah, this time of year it's you got weird clouds weather. And it was through yeah. there and I never thought again about it. I got into D.C., Got to my hotel and went to walk over to the arena um, just to pick up my credential and watch whatever yeah, sure. you know shitty games were going on. And uh, I got a text from someone who was on the plane mm-hmm. who said, like, we went off the runway, OMG. And I'm like... <laughs> You're like, of course you did. What does that mean? <laughs> you know, is any, are people dead? You know, right. like, oh, you're, as a reporter, right, you're... No, that's where your mind goes. So, like, well, who died? Because right, that's what that right sounds like. You go right into all your like. instincts, yeah, right. and it's just like, okay, so you start making a mental checklist. The like, horrible things go first. Yeah. Right, all right, I need to text. Beeline, I need to text this guy, I need to text this guy, I need to text this guy, and I need to get in action. But I'm in, I was in between my hotel yeah. and the arena, and there was some rando Marriott, like, across the street, and I just went, like, darting in there, <laughs> into the lobby, and just set up shop and started, you know, working and making phone calls, and it was just ended up being this surreal day of, you know, A, making sure everyone was okay, and then trying to figure out what the hell they were going to do, mm-hmm. um, because they were supposed to be there that night to play for a noon game the next day, and 
the Big Ten office didn't know what was going on, and we didn't know what was going on, and frankly, Michigan didn't know what was right. going on. They didn't have uniforms. Yeah. Like, it was just this really, uh, as in our job, it was that type of moment where you're like, this is something you can't possibly prepare no. for. Yeah, you're just flying. And you have no to content. hope that, like, your instincts are okay and that you're not going to pull the trigger on something too early. Yeah, you're not going to over, over-dramatize right. something or under-sell like, something or whatever. I will give... So I mean, within like three seconds of getting that text that I mentioned, I messaged Beeline. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to imagine I was, it was one of the first you know notes he got, like, yeah. what is happening? And to his credit, he did not just like respond with like, it's okay, exclamation yeah. point, or, or smiley face, yeah, or something right. like We're all that. good here. Yeah. Like, he typed out a, like, short statement, mm. basically, and, and emailed, or, and texted it along, and that was kind of a confirmation of, you know, everyone's okay. Yeah. Um, but it was just, it was nuts. And then they get there, and they beat the shit out of Illinois, and you're and, like, well, they're winning this. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> there was no doubt. No like, doubt. That's over. <laughs> like, you're just like, this is... Uh, anybody who I think it was funny I think that year like Izzo may have said that like somewhere along the way he's like nobody's beating these guys they just their plane crashed like like eight days ago and they haven't missed a shot since and he's like that's just how this goes sometimes that's it it's just like something happened somebody decided you know one day that you know or something crazy happened to a guy and he got inspired and then boom and they and And you're like forget it it's over they finished hot oh my god I mean and they just turned in they yeah. turned into their a, last couple of regular season games were great. Like their their last the end of game was against Nebraska, yeah. and they beat them by a thousand on they the beat road. Indiana by a thousand, yeah. I think. They beat Michigan State at home by like a thousand. They just everything flipped. Yeah, and then they just became the best version of themselves overnight. Mm-hmm. And that, of course, was the freaking just about blue collar, white collar yeah. year. It was just t- total nonsense. And but like. At the end of the day, the game when they you know beat everyone and you're great. One of the greatest tweets of all time that Michigan just beat the shit out of Illinois in its pajamas. Yeah, um, that's what it was. Just fired uh, John was, Grosh in his there pajamas. There were still yeah. signs in the locker room with mm-hmm. that quote from who the, the, hell, the blue, white collar. Who the hell was that guy from? Oh, uh, Maverick uh, Morgan. Man, that's a great memory. Yeah. yeah, his quote was hung up in the locker room that day. Mm-hmm. Like they just had all this yes. piece of vinegar yeah. to him, you know. And, uh, yeah, then they just took off. And that was the year that uh, you went – I went with Michigan State, actually, because you followed Michigan that season. Because, mm. obviously, it was like, okay, well, these guys are probably going to go on a run right. here. And Michigan State had barely gotten in, and they went to Tulsa. And that was Cassius Winston's freshman season with Miles Bridges. And that was, so that was the first time I ever really watched Cassius Winston play. And that's what right. I remember about that because you, you remember – they lost in the second round to Kansas. I think Josh Jackson's Josh team Jackson, blew them yeah. out, and they weren't ready for it. Yeah, um, but it was like one of those things where Winston was coming off the bench, and mm-hmm. you know it was one of these deals where you know I'd read about Michigan State. Obviously, the whole season I hadn't covered them. I didn't really, other than the Michigan games, probably. Um, and you hear about Bridges all the time. You know, mm-hmm. and you hear about Nick Ward all the time. And I will never forget sitting there watching whoever they're playing in the first round, and Cassius Winston comes off the bench, and they were a little sloppy, and then they, all of a sudden they weren't. And all of a sudden, they went on, you know, they'd go on this like run and they'd settle down and everything be fine. Then he'd go out of the game mm-hmm. and then he, and then everything would fall apart again. And then he'd come back in and settle it down. And they'd go on like a 12 0 run and it'd be fine again. 
And then they go play Kansas. Same exact thing happens. I remember just watching this being like, why isn't this guy like... I mean, I knew who Cassius Winston was because Mission recruited him and everything. He's from the state. But that was the first time I remember watching him. I remember being like, this guy's going to be like... He's not athletic enough necessarily. Like He's not Bridges. And we all thought at the time, I think Nick Ward maybe would be something pretty special. Uh, But that was interesting to go back and and remember was Mm -hmm. the... The first NCAA tournament for Cassius Winston, which didn't last very long. No, but and he didn't even play that much. I think he played a lot in the Kansas game because I think Izzo finally said, oh, "We got to go with you here." But Naren was starting. Yeah, um, and it was interesting to watch because it was this guy who just he didn't have the greatest any one thing in particular about his game. There was right. a lot of nit- if you remember when he was a recruit, there was a lot of nitpicking about whether or not he could shoot. You know, whether or not he'd be strong enough. All this. And then he was, I once uh, uh, I once wrote that his jumper looked a little flat. Looked a little flat, <laughs> right? No spin on it, a little ugly, you know. And then you go watch him play, and it, everybody probably had this experience the first time you really watched yeah. Cassius Winston go get it, and you're like, okay, yeah, no, yeah, he's no. really good, oh, and that this that's what I different speed, yeah. yeah, that's what I took away from that. He he was changing the speeds of the game right. when he was in there. He reminded me of uh, Burke, mm-hmm. you know, with the way he played with pace and everything for a college guard. And I, I, yeah, I mean, it, I'm still surprised. I guess maybe I'm not that he that he's a four year player, but then again, I mean, yeah, the athleticism, I guess, has never really been right. super explosive. So it is what it is. But still, one of the more unique careers, definitely, of anybody we've probably seen here, yeah, in this state and forever. And that year also was maybe the best first round game I've ever seen. Yeah, that was. I was going to say that was the Oklahoma State Michigan Underwood. Oklahoma yeah. State. That yeah. was uh, that was Derek Walton versus. Probably one of the best games, one of the best first round games I, the tournaments ever had. That, that was Derek Walton versus uh, Juwan Evans, coached by Brad Underwood, mm-hmm. um, and just a amazing. It was ninety two ninety one. Is that was right? played in the nineties? Ninety two ninety one regulation right in regulation. <laughs> just they were flying back and forth. Michigan had one point four two points per possession. Ooh. Oklahoma State, 1.40 points per possession. Pretty good, guys. Like, Not a lot of stops awesome. happening out there. Just awesome. <laughs> uh, one of the games that made T.J. Wilson a pro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was That was still very much like, mm. hey, T.J. Wilson. Everything like, changes. Uh, he's kind of a guy right now. It's so now. funny yeah. Yeah, how everything changes in the tournament. <laughs> went, There's no other sporting event like that. He went four for six on threes yeah. and blocked a couple shots, and that was that. Is there any other sporting <laughs> – I mean, is there any more other event like that that you can think of where – I mean, I guess there probably is, where people's lives change in a way that's, like, so drastic. I mean, because the they almost go futures changing. That's what I mean. They, yeah. they almost go from, we have no idea who you are, right. to you are now basically a professional athlete making multi-million. Like, when I think about, like, golf, those sure. guys at the Masters, a guy who wins the Masters, like, his life changes. Mm-hmm. But that guy's a professional golfer going into the Masters. Right. He's not an amateur. I mean, unless, I guess... Unless an amateur. I guess he could be. Right. I mean, oh, my God. Could you imagine, right? Yeah. Something like that in Super Bowl. They're pros. They're right. in the NFL. You know, that the NCAA tournament to me is the one thing. That's an interesting point. That I can think of where people that you didn't know anything about, their lives completely change right. overnight. Right. Because, and then, sometimes it is that simple. Like NBA scouts knew who DJ Wilson was before that tournament. Right. And, and it was. But when he goes out there and does all that with the lights on, it's like, okay, well, now. Everything changes, and now we're we've decided mm-hmm. he's a pro, and we're going to pay him a ton of money. <laughs> Overnight, Mo Wagner could have left after that season too because yeah. he had this great game against Oklahoma State and then uh, Louisville. 
right? In the same tournament. The Louisville game was the game. He was he didn't do much. So they went back to back almost, right? So DJ Wilson has this great game. Now he's gone. Yeah. And then the next night or two nights later, P Line gets the win over Louisville, but it's like, well, Mo Wagner might be gone too. So I hope you enjoy it, bud. Because everybody's gone. And that's those are those things too. We think about those all the time. And as time things go on in the tournament, somebody gets hot, everything changes. It's crazy to think about that. Like those things, they only last three weeks, the NCAA tournament. Yeah, Mo went for twenty six against Louisville. Yeah. Yeah. What, 26? Did he ever score 26 again? <laughs> I don't think so. You know, like, did he ever do that again? That was like the game of his life. You know, as a sophomore yeah. or whatever. While playing against Donovan Mitchell. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, and he's averaging like seven or eight a game the whole season, uh-huh. playing pretty well, you know, doing fine. And then boom. Yeah. And then everything changes. And it's like, we watched, I watched that with, I'll never forget that with Mitch McGarry. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anything like it and I probably never will again. He went into that tournament as like, he was like the eighth guy on the roster. He was like the third guy off the bench. They, I mean, he wasn't playing more than like 10 minutes a game. It couldn't have been. He was probably playing better at the end of the season. Yeah. But I don't think I've ever seen a guy go from like out of the, like people were like, this guy's, no, it's not going to work or he's, it's, he's not even starting. Like he's mm-hmm. lost his job or, you know. And then all of a sudden he's, if Mitch McGarry had left after that season, he may have been like a top five draft pick. Right. Right. Because of four weeks no of doubt. basketball, no doubt, and and then those are things that I that I think Should've. about a lot, where you see those maturations of people. And then that year ended, so it's just twenty seventeen ended. Yeah, and Michigan should have won that game. Uh, the Oregon game. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you just wanted to write a book about it. Well, here's well, the that's thing. your only. I don't say I don't think I've told this story <laughs> on it either. Yo, so between the plane crash plane and all crash this here, other yeah. shit, right? I get a call from a book publisher that's like, "This is a movie that is happening in real time." Are you kidding me? I'm like, "Yeah." Well, whatever. So we're in some talks. And it's like, "Hey, if they win, gotta win though. If they go to the Final Four, yeah, this is no big time. This is a book slash beeline biography slash yeah. plane crash slash da 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 da." And I'm like, "Yeah, we can talk about it. All right, yeah. whatever, you know." And uh, yeah, and I was sitting at half court. When Walton took that shot, that would have been the game winner. And he had made every shot like that for basically four weeks. Yes. And that goddamn, I mean, that thing was on and th- yeah, but I remember. top of it and missed. What and missed. would Derek Walton's life had been like? How much differently had would it have been if that had fallen? Because guess what? And he'd gotten another Elite Eight game and a Final Four game and uh, who knows? And if you who knows if you right? remember that game, the next week or the or two days later, they I'm played sure, Oregon, sorry. right? At the, they played Oregon. Kansas yeah. was awful. Yeah, Oregon beat them. I was the game was in Kansas City and all that. Yeah, but Kansas was terrible. They lost by like fifteen or something. Like if Michigan had beaten Oregon, they were beating Michigan and going to another Kansas, final yeah, four. Yeah, right. Yes. Um, and those are another one where you're like, yeah, what what happens then? Right. Derek Walton maybe all of a sudden gets another comma in his bank account. No doubt, man. Right? No and, doubt. you know, maybe Vo- Mo Wagner doesn't come back. Because maybe he has another couple games. North Carolina in the Final mm-hmm. Four that year with uh, Gonzaga and South Carolina on the other side. So they might I mean, they would have been in it. Who yeah. knows? And then once you get I mean, as we know, you get there and who knows? All bets are off at that point. When you finally get there. One Big Ten tournament I do want to talk about before we maybe get a couple questions. Mm-hmm. Two, I guess, because they're recent. Um, but they both involved Michigan and Michigan State. The, the one in Madison Square Garden, um, the, the Big Ten tournament there a couple years ago, the year that uh, they both played in like the semis. They played each other. Michigan oh, Michigan that State. game was awesome. 
I've never been straight. There was gays. a lot of people that said that the one last year in Chicago mm-hmm. was the most like insane environment they've ever been in. The one in Madison Square Garden for me was. I've never been in. I've never been to a college basketball game that was like that ever in my life. And it might have been where, I don't know. Might have just been the building. There, I mean, that, Madison Square Garden is Madison Square Garden, and for me, that's like I don't. I don't get a lot of the. Oh, look where we are right now. Like, th- I just not my personality. But Madison Square Garden is one of those where I generally, if I'm in that building, you take a minute to think about where you're sitting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that was one of those arenas where it was twenty two thousand people split down the middle right. and it was Michigan, Michigan State fans and there were no uh, bystanders just hanging out watching that one. That was partisan, you know, right down the... And it was crazy. I've never... the One of the loudest college basketball games I've ever been to that wasn't in somebody's right. home gym. Completely insane. And it was a great game. I mean, it was a great game and everything else. But it that was, was... What a moment. Or it, what an environment. It was one of those where... Um, you couldn't bottle it, man. I mean, it was one of those 20, things... That we, 20 minutes before tip-off. It was crazy. You went out there... And the place was damn near full. full. It was completely full. And it just kind of had this, it was pulsing a little. Like Both bands are going, right? There's The energy was there. The the, the colors were so stark. Right. You know, it was the maze and the green, and you're just like. It was half and half, yeah. And everyone's kind of looking at each other like, this is crazy. And the other thing was, I I specifically remember going and sitting in one of the courtside seats during the warm-ups and watching both of them. And both of the teams... These guys, everyone was just glaring. Yeah, back it was and forth funny. at it was each funny. other. You know, Mo yeah. and Va, or Mo and uh, Nick Ward are just mm-hmm. glaring at each other. Like it was just this tension in the yeah. air. And I mean, even among like media guys, like we're all looking at each other, like this is going to be. It was a fight. It felt like a fight. Out of yeah. hand. Yeah. You know, and it was I one know. of those where it was maybe the only time I can think of. And the Final Fours are different, and they're a spectacle because you're in a football arena yeah. or a stadium. Yeah. But that was the only time I can think of in my that I in my mind where I'm like, because normally I don't even think of like this, but that was one where I was like, boy, I, I really do wish like everybody who mm-hmm. is a serious Michigan state or Michigan fan could be here yeah. in this gym. Yeah. Like everybody who like has spent actual time invested in watching either mm-hmm. of those two, two teams. And as a fan, like I wish all of them could have been there for that. Yeah. Cause I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. And the next year in Chicago was actually pretty close. Sure, but I mean, but the one in New York was the one just, in New York. I've never seen I, blown away. It yeah. was unbelievable. They should have the Big Ten tournament there every single year. That's what I. <laughs> I left there being like they should have that here every single season. And I should, this is crazy. You just remember how like title it was like the those it was nuts. The energy going back and forth yeah. like through the arena. It was just crazy. Like any yeah. any time a team scored two straight baskets. Yeah, it felt like it was. So, yeah, place caught on fire. It was crazy, you know. It was just super intense. And yeah. It was a lot of fun um, to have it in that vet venue and everything. And the Big Ten embraced it. Right. And I mean, the garden was pretty full for most of that whole week. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had it the week early that year, which was weird. <laughs> I totally forgot that, that. thing. Yeah. yeah. So we come home and it was all you had that extra week or whatever. Yeah. But and that season was weird because everything was crunched. Mm-hmm. You know, they were doing mm-hmm. all the games like three in a week and all this stuff. But yeah, that was one I'll probably never forget that one. That was that was pretty wild. Yeah. Two or another one that I just would touch on. Were you were you at the Houston game? Yes. Cuz I didn't want to go to LA. <laughs> and it was the same thing that you just talked about when uh, Cam Chapman hit. I was sitting next to James Hawkins. Yeah. Of the Detroit News yeah. and I was like I really don't want to He wanted to go to LA. Because I think James like has family out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, I think his sister or something. And so he was like that'd be cool. I, you know, and I'm like I really don't want to do. It. I mean like I just 
I don't know. I just didn't want to do it. Just I, was like, I just wanted to be done. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm good with this. This can end and it's fine, whatever. And uh, Where was that? Des Moines? No. Uh, Wichita, Kansas. Wichita. That's all the same. I was about to, my next guess was Omaha. And the ball, it was, it was, it was one of those where I'm sitting there, the ball goes in the air, and I was like, okay. And then it goes in, you know, and I, I like say it to James, I'm like, oh, here we go. And it goes in, and it's just like, well, all right. Because we talked that whole day, we're yeah. like, everybody's talking, like, we got to find a hotel or a flight that's not going to bankrupt the, you know, the company. we got to find a hotel that's not going to bankrupt the company, the whole thing. And then it was like, and it was like 11 o'clock at night. I remember it was like super late, like on a Sunday. Uh, yeah, it was a deadline thing that was a problem in there too. It was a whole, uh, but yeah, that was, that was not as good of a game though. That was a crazy shot. Mm. But that game was not, that was a bad game if I remember right. Like Michigan played like crap. Houston mucked it up and it was just like, not a great game. I remember that not being a very pretty game. Maybe if you like like grinder games. I want to say because Houston his name? was a physical, you know. Rob Gray. Yeah, that kid that was took every shot. That they living had. on the foul line. Yeah, if I remember, it was a really physical game. There was a lot of grabbing, and, and, and Michigan missed a ton of shots. And Indy, or Houston was good. I mean, they were that was a good team. No, all right, I was wrong. Oh, Devin Davis took twelve free throws for at Houston the end in a missed, game that was 64-63. Yeah, and he missed a bunch at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but. That game also had one of, Crazy. Great, one of the great lines of all time. In the game or after the game? In the game. Mm. So I didn't find out about this. So for Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Rob Gray, yeah. After Jordan Poole hits the shot, obviously. Yeah. You know, it's the first year of the athletic, and I'm like, I live in fantasy land now, so I call yeah. my boss, and I'm like, I need to go fantasy to... Fantasy land. I, right. live in, I, I remember that. I need you to... flew from... <laughs> Wichita to what? Milwaukee? No, to Detroit to Milwaukee. Oh, God. From yeah. Milwaukee to LA. Because we might have had like one day in between yeah. before having to go to LA. Yeah. And he made that shot, and I contacted my editors, bosses, the great Craig Custins mm-hmm. and Allison Kostanika. Like the next morning at like 7 a.m., I was like, Yeah, that game was late. I need to go late. to Milwaukee tomorrow. Yeah. And figure out a way to profile this kid in the next 36 hours. and Before like, everybody else gets their hands on they're like, yeah, right. go nuts. Yeah. <laughs> so, we made it work, so... Employee number 19 <laughs> at the Athletic, making a move there. <laughs> yeah, right. So, we found a way. I went to Milwaukee. I spent the yeah. day there. Went to his high school. Went to his family's house. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone was great. The great I remember that. Great yeah. family. Uh, everyone at Rufus King High School was awesome. Um, this was the only thing Jordan did in the entire tournament. It was unbelievable. It was Great. terrible. Yeah. It was terrible in New York. <laughs> he was, didn't do anything in the games. Remember because he was playing so well at the end of the regular season? Yeah. And he was like, oh, we're going to New York. I'm going to light this up. And he just no, didn't do anything. Well, that was, yeah, what a moment. So I'm in their living room. Yeah. In Milwaukee. Talking to. Now, he wasn't there, right? His mom and dad. Just no, his parents, they're, right? They're, yeah. they're, he was with the of team. Of course. In, yeah. uh, in route to LA, probably. In LA, yeah. And, uh,. We're sitting there, and I'm asking, you know, what's he like, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I, I bring up the last shot, and I go, I said to his father, like, did I see a little interaction between him and Rob Gray, Gray yeah. before he took yeah. that shot? And then there was the dad who told me yeah. that uh, Gray said to Poole, who at this point is an unknown sophomore who's only out there in case he... Catches the yeah, ball and that's it. Up I mean, Jordan points. was not playing well. Because he done like it, that, yeah. he done it in practices. <laughs> yes. He, he had made yeah. that shot in We practice. saw him do it. Right. Like, in the right. open gym or whatever it was, yeah. And Rob Gray asked him, yo, Poole, where are you mm-hmm. from? And Poole answered Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. 
And Rob said, that's nice. You're about to go back to Milwaukee. What a great line by Rob Gray, (laughs) by the way. Like, if that had worked, are you kidding? Jordan Poole would have never, he probably still remembers it, but, like, what a line. Amazing. Rob Gray, all-time shit talker. Like, one of the best in the world. It is, like, it is 7 o'clock on a Tuesday in Milwaukee, and the dad tells me this, as the writer, right? I'm just like, oh, my God. What? (laughs) Are you shitting me? You know, so, all right, I get all my notes. I get on a plane. I take a red eye out to L.A. I catch them. I, get, I remember I you came to... barreling in, your hair wasn't <laughs> gelled and everything. And we're all just like, oh, here we go. Where have you been? Jesus. I think you were the only person. I, was I like, probably oh. knew, yeah. I was like, I was in Milwaukee yeah, the last right. 30 hours. You're like, of course you were. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so I go up to Poole's locker. I can't even get into him, though. Like, yeah, yeah, because he's just around him. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, he was a star at that point. I just yeah. needed, yeah, but like, I mean, you know the deal. Like, I needed three or four, oh, I needed him to confirm yes, the quote. Yes, yes. But if I can't get him, now I need three or four people to make sure that this isn't just dad telling some badass story. Right, right? yeah, right, yeah. Or embellishing. But yeah. So, like, I th- I forget who it was. It might have been, like, Austin or someone like that. Uh, who? Like, Austin Davis. Or oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, do you know if... Jordan said this? If yeah, Jordan right. said anything... No, I didn't say the quote. Okay. Did Jordan and Rob Gray say anything to each other before the shot? And, like, one after another, three guys all repeat the same thing. And I'm like, all right, we're, this is the lead of the story, and I feel good about it. And that's that, yeah. Do you remember being, and I'm sure you do, after the game, the Houston game, this is what I remember. We went in there, and we watched, we stood there and watched Jordan turn his phone back on. Unbelievable. I've never seen anything like that. <laughs> that was unbelievable. Like, people, like, he, so, for, for sake of whatever, so, we're in the locker room, and it's, like, the end of the locker room session, and they basically... Most people, I think, had been thrown out at this point, more yeah. or less. Yeah. And, you know, they were, like, not in any rush to kick us out because they just wanted everything else. They didn't yeah. care. And so it was toward the end, and there was not that many people left standing around Jordan, and he pulled his phone out of his pocket or out of his coat in his locker, and it was off. And he's like, let's check this out. And he turns it on, and it was just ding, 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 ding. And we just saw every single one of them come in, the text. And it was, like, thousands of texts. People he'd never... I remember at one point he said his one of his teachers from a class... <laughs> texted him right? and he's like well that paper isn't coming anytime soon yeah. or whatever yeah, that yeah, was yeah. crazy yeah. watching him see all those messages come through like as he saw him for the first time because that was the first that was very cool that was a pretty cool moment very, very I don't think cool. I've ever seen that one before where you yeah. think about you don't think about those things and then when they get back in there after they just 20 minutes earlier no one knew who they were mm-hmm. and then 20 minutes later it was like hell you're that guy who made that shot I mean that is the cool. beauty of it it's yeah. the best like, it is, that's why it's in, 20, in 20 seconds it's just everything yeah. changes and that was the, that's probably the thing I remember most about that whole thing. Probably the whole tournament was standing next to Jordan Poole, watching him turn his phone on with all yeah. of those messages coming through, and he had to shut it off because he was like, I can't even. I think that was back when like data was a thing. Like you're, you're if you didn't have unlimited data, because he's like they're gonna screw with my data because like I can't get on the Wi-Fi in here, and he was worried about like going over his cell phone plan oh, or whatever. Man, that whole thing. So give me yeah. If you had to pick one guy. From each team this year. Okay. That does the thing that changes the life that becomes a thing that when we do well, this podcast two years yeah. now, from now, assuming we both yeah. are alive. Um, give I would one say for book purposes and movie purposes, it should be Cassius it Winston. Should be right? Cassius, yes. Um, I would Cassius say. Cassius will have the assist on the shot. What do we think about? I mean, Aaron Henry has been the guy that's been sort of bubbling there all year, that's right? A good one. And it looked like I didn't watch all of the game the other day, yesterday, or Sunday, whatever it was. 
whatever today is, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but he looked like he was playing pretty well, or getting he's playing probably, better. He's played um, maybe the best three weeks of his yep. career. So if I had to take a stab at it, I would say him. I think he's probably the difference between them being, you know, where they, where they obviously it's Winston, but I mean, like, if, if Aaron Henry shows up and plays like a star in the tournament and Tillman and... I'm talking about the shot. The big shot? The shot changes the thing. It could be Henry. Like a big shot? That's a fair one. Aaron Henry's a fair one. I would say Henry or Watts. Yeah. Um, for Michigan State. And for Michigan, I would say... It's got to be Wagner, right? It's got to be Franz. <laughs> that's the that's the one that... That's uh, fair. I will Franz s- or maybe... No, probably Franz. I will say, uh, for Michigan State, Gabe Brown. All right, there you he's go. He's dude that everyone's forgot about, and he's kind yeah. of turned into a... I was trying car- to think about that. Yeah. He's turned into this caricature. Of yeah. He's just a dancing guy, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Uh, but he did it against... Uh, who the hell was that game against? LSU in last year's Sweet 16. He had the game of his career so far. I could see him banging yeah. a shot with... 40 seconds left, he's on the floor for foul trouble or yeah. something, and he hits the shot that saves the day, and he becomes a guy. Michigan? I would go with a uh, either Eli Brooks or David Eli Brooks Julius. is the other guy I was thinking about. Julius? Okay. Julius or Brooks hitting a shot that... Changes everything? Changes everything. We'll, we'll see. see. Could be anybody. Could be Austin Davis. You don't know. Absolutely. Who knows? The These random situations that it, turn up. It's the beauty of it. It's why. Whoever's uh, standing there at the right time. We all love it. Um, I have a f- bad feeling that this is going to be the 2020 tournament that when we were talking about years from now, it is the coronavirus. Yeah. Limited Get media. Get ready to cover a, cover a game without access and no crowd. Limited media access and I am preparing for it. Uh, Got your gas mask and your... I uh... think it's going to be the thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's not great. Let's do a couple questions. Get out of here. Okay. Um, Alex says, any interesting behind-the-scenes stories for either of Michigan's Final Four teams? One that we haven't covered here yet? You got any in the last one? You did just one Michigan Final Four. Interesting behind. So we just told the Jordan Poole story, I guess. I'm trying to think, that was in what San Antonio, right? Yeah. Behind the scenes. And they beat Loyola. Story. Uh, the memory I, I t- have. I will tell this story, and yeah. it's um, if I can think of a Michigan State one, mm-hmm. I will come up with it. Um, but from all my time covering John, Beeline. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they beat Florida State to advance to oh, in the LA, other yeah. Final Four. There's another one. Those games in L.A., my Absolutely. God. Which was, Staples Center. Which Jesus. was very much like a it was all Michigan fair crowd. or not, and probably not, mm-hmm. it was very much a validation of Beeline. Yeah, because he got to back. Yeah, second right. Final Four. It wasn't right? a fluke or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, and so I went to the hotel mm-hmm. after the game, right? Just waited in the lobby for them to get back. And he comes over and he's like in a golf shirt and his still soaking blazer because he had to ditch his dress shirt and tie. And he comes over and uh, kind of just extends his hand. And I said, you know, John, if you want to talk for a couple minutes about, yeah. you know, some things we'll beyond like yeah. your ball screen defense tonight, right. uh, I'd be down for it. He goes, I'm going to go upstairs. I'm going to have a drink. Yeah. I'm going to send you a text. Come up and meet me when I'm done. Yeah. So I hang out. And I go up, and 
the uh, a lot of this conversation was between us. Yeah. But it was really like, man, you want to talk about a guy who was at that moment more at peace with yeah, himself, right. which is, which makes everything that's happened now just crazy. Yeah, right. But like at that moment, to see a guy who's had uh, a life and success like him, like his level of mm-hmm. kind of internal, yeah, peace was something that as a guy who's half his age, yeah, I and my father is you know in his range. Yeah, it really yeah. just kind of struck a lot of chords mm-hmm. of like, man, you know, this is pretty goddamn mm-hmm. cool, you know. Yeah, and if you can contrast that to the first time they went, he was a mess. Yeah, yeah. And that's something I don't know if people, I mean, he was a mess. He was a nervous wreck. Mm-hmm. The whole program was the whole tournament. They were a nervous wreck because I talked to him about that again very briefly last year in a locker room somewhere. We were yeah. maybe in Anaheim. Yeah. And um, when they went into that first weekend of the Final Four run uh, with Burke, that team, um, and they were playing South Dakota State. Nate uh, Walters. Oh, yeah. And oh, everybody in the Michigan had limped into the tournament, and it was... And I tell this story all the time, but, I mean, like, I can't stress it enough. Beeline was a nervous me- a mess. They were terrified that, like, something was going to go wrong against South Dakota State, and they were going to get debumped again in the first round, and then his whole, like, tenure at Michigan was going to be... You're the guy who can't get him past the Sweet 16 right. or past the first weekend and everything else. And then they go into that second game against VCU, and it was the same thing. And everybody thought, no, I think Beeline was more confident in that one once they got, because once you look at the tape and everything else, but it was still, mm-hmm. I mean, to get through the first weekend, and they were in Auburn Hills, and if they had fallen on their face in Auburn Hills in front of everybody at home, it was not going to be a good thing. And I right. remember him being very uncomfortable the whole way through. He was uncomfortable in. Uh, Atlanta, you know, we we had to, you know right. people are asking him about guys going pro and everything else, and he just it was <laughs> a mess. He well. was not at peace <laughs> at all. So you contrast that to, you know, I tell this story all the time too, standing outside the locker room door before the championship game against Villanova, right, and watching him walk out oh, yeah. as calm as I've ever seen him, and I'm just like, well, this is completely different. This is not the same guy, and it actually ended up being. No, it was also the last the last big game he coached in Michigan, the last big time mm-hmm. you know Final Four game, and it was I remember what I remember thinking that as he was walking out, I was like, this almost looks like a guy who's going to coach the last game he's ever coached and doesn't you know, and knows it and is like totally fine with it. It was one of those weird, and he, I could be totally wrong because you never know with Beeline, right? What no, he's thinking, yeah, right. but just the body language, Beeline of previous years would have never would have never looked up and saw me standing there. That's you, what I was looking for. You is he going to notice anyone around him? You could have told him after the game, hey, when you walked by me today, yeah. he would have been like, oh, I didn't he know might would have forgot. Right. Didn't know you were there. Yeah, in, in the earlier earlier years. Yes. But in that yes. one, and that's what, kind of what I was looking for, is to see yeah. what, you know, what, is he going to soak this in? Is he, we used to ask him that all the time, right? Like, right. Are you, do you ever stop to look at anything? Mm-hmm. And I think that year he did. And that was the only time he probably ever did. Yeah. Because the next year was another nervous mess. I mean, because <laughs> they were just, you know. I think my big one for Michigan State, and this would be going back to last year, yeah. they lose uh, in the Final Four to Texas Tech, and Izzo just... In a game that everybody thought they had, too, right? I mean, Izzo was, like, devastated, but not devastated the way that he probably would have been five, ten, No, I thought he handled it. Earlier. I was there, right? He handled it fairly yeah. well, yeah. but, like, I mean, you could tell... You know, he kind of... He wasn't happy, like, he was... He wasn't happy, right. Yeah, he right. was frustrated. It was, more, it was more, yeah. like... But I think he knew about the game. I think he knew that they they got all their 
Yeah. There was no more they, shots they, left. They, yeah. they, they rung that, right. that, that tap. Nothing left. Um, but I walked out with Cassius that night. We walked basically oh, to the, the bus, length yeah. of the arena from the locker room to the bus. There was just the two of us, and we kind of talked about, you know, what, where do you where do you go from here? Yeah. And like, how do you, what are going to be your priorities and your decision and stuff like that? And, man, he was just such a guy who kind of just had that unwavering yeah, pulse I, of Self-awareness everything. and everything. Yeah, else, it, you know? it was just... And he got it, and he understood why we were having the conversation we were having, and you know he tried to be as forthcoming as he was willing to be, and wasn't pissed, wasn't sad, wasn't no, anything. I mean, it was just like, hey man, we did our best, and this is where yeah. it ended. And uh, you know now, you know, obviously not go too big on things, but you know you take this thing full circle to where this is going to go this year. And you're just like, I- I've thought about that walk a couple times this mm-hmm. year, and like what's the walk going to look like you know, yeah, this right. year? So uh, if anyone deserves a chance to get back, though, it's... it's I mean, I've got to tell you, he and Tillman are like two of the more impressive um, leaders on a college basketball team I've ever seen. Yeah. And, I mean, it's like an unconditional respect that they seem to have inside their own building mm-hmm. um, to a point where it goes beyond anything a coach could tell a teammate or anything else. And I... Like I gotta tell you, like if 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 Tillman leaves, I I don't know how they replace. They can't. I mean, they're gonna have it. it they're gonna have to go through some right. drastic changes right. with how they just operate because those two guys are so steady. Totally. Mentally, I've never seen anything like I, it from two kids on the same team. It's I, crazy. I am a thousand percent for kids going and get paid. Yeah. Whenever you can. Right. Part of me, at the same time, when it comes to Tillman. I don't think he should play a senior year, but I'm like, at the same time, I'm like, I don't know if people are going to understand how good this guy is. Yeah. You know, without like, yeah. if he goes back next year, I feel like it's going to be eye-opening to people. Just Probably. Like, oh at some point. God, this I, that's good. what I would think you in the know? tournament here. I mean, I mean he some, should go and yeah. get paid. Don't get me wrong. Well, I think it's very possible <laughs> that at some point in postseason before it's all over that we see a game from him that everybody sees exactly what you're talking about. Where well, everything happens. Is, Dylan, it, Dylan yeah. and I talked about this on the other pod. Is it's going to be if they make it, if they make it into the second weekend, mm-hmm. into the final four, and he has back to back games against mm-hmm. like Obi Topin, Toppin, Toppin, yeah, and then Azubuki mm-hmm. from Kansas, right? Yeah, and you see the defense, and you see what he is. That's it. It'll right be at the highest level, and everyone will. This guy can defend lose their minds, yeah, right. and then he's a top twenty pick. Yeah, I don't know. Um, interesting, interesting stuff. Yeah. But again, like one of those things that can change in in five seconds. Uh, is there any other ones you want to? Chris Burke wants to know because we'll can ask Chris uh, Chris's he's, question. He's <laughs> what school brought the best band to an NCAA tournament website? Dayton, Dayton is your uh, answer. Dayton, absolutely. I feel like VCU had a really good band. VCU rocks hard. Correctly, VCU they were pretty definitely crazy. rocks hard. Yeah. Uh, Dayton's got a. Uh, I think part of it, my admiration for Dayton is the uh, the song they play. What song do they play? They, it's like a fight song. It's like a, yeah, it's like a little fight song thing, and they go go Dayton fly okay. D A Y T O or no oh it's O N yeah and when you hear it at UD Arena oh sure yeah right it's the shit the problem was when I was in school oh here's a great one 
This is perfect right, to go we'll, out. We'll end it on this. This is perfect <laughs> to go out on. I forgot all about this. Jeez. <laughs> oh, so the we'll year, be to the end, everybody. The year in college, right? Mm-hmm. When St. Joe's does its thing and goes yep. twenty-seven and zero. Right. Me and this group of fucking misfits. Yeah. <laughs> we travel around. Right? We drive to Rhode Island for a game. We drive here for a game. We drive there for a game. So that those of us who can't afford to go on spring break, mm-hmm. we're gonna go to Dayton, Ohio. For spring break. For spring break. Nice. For, Get your winter coats on. <laughs> for the Atlantic 10 tournament to watch the Hawks, right, who are mm-hmm. undefeated, and it's a big deal. So we drive overnight. I uh, stole my now long-ago ex-girlfriend's car. <laughs> she was on spring break, didn't know. We took her, <laughs> took her car. Uh, I think I feel like statute of limitations yeah, are going on. I can on say that, way. right? We take her car, drive through the night to Dayton, Ohio, we are Eagles fans at the mm. end of the day, right? So we behave as we do. Yeah, right. <laughs> we drive just into the UD Arena parking lot like five hours before. They even let you in? <laughs> <laughs> we pull our car up, right? We get our grills out. We yeah. pitch a flag. I think it was like the Philadelphia City flag. It wasn't actually oh, a shit. <laughs> no one knows what this is. Yeah, right. <laughs> pitch the flag. We get the chairs out. We get the beers going. Blah, blah, blah. It is like 8 a.m. in Dayton. <laughs> and uh, a Dayton City police officer comes driving up. And it's like, what, what are you doing? What, yeah, right. A, no. Yeah. B, you can't even like drink yeah. on. It's this. I think this. I think UD Arena is like owned by like the school system of D- the city of Dayton oh, or something. Yeah. Okay. So he's like, you can't all, do it. Yeah. You right. gotta go. So yeah. we pack up our shit. We drive to our hotel, mm-hmm. like a quarter mile away, and just set up the parking lot in the <laughs> set up the tailgate in the parking in the lot. Super Eight. Yeah. Right. But we think we're staying here for yeah. four days. Oh right, yeah. Hawks are obviously going to win the eight <laughs> championship. It's going to be awesome. We have you know we've used all of our money on ticket packages. <laughs> We go in, it's a noon game. Yeah. Noon game on a, game. a Thursday or whatever yeah. it was. And uh yeah, two hours later they lost to Xavier. <laughs> it's the first time we saw the team lose. And we're like, well, what is this? You know, <laughs> right. What is this? And we sell our ticket packages and it devolved into this just horrible <laughs> horrible weekend. It's like no word. Did would you stay in Dayton or did you go home? No, we stayed for as long as we could, and then we had to go. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> just had to get out of there. Yeah. 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 So, but those are the uh, Ides of March, as they say. Oh, well, there you go. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. That's a good one. We'll, that'll, that'll wrap it up this we will, week. We will leave it on send that. Us, send us out. Send us what? Send, send us, us out. out. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, we so appreciate everyone for listening. Uh, be sure to rate the podcast, do all that good stuff. And uh, big thanks to Mike Zimmerman. Yes, sir. Our editor. Big thanks to Travis James Humphrey, who is a wonderful artist responsible for our right, intro right. theme. Uh, give him a follow on uh, Spotify. Yep. Just search his name there, you find it. Yep. Yeah. And that's it. Thanks, everyone. Be sure to tip your bartenders and servers.